I am Jimbo Paris, and you are listening to the Jimbo Paris Show. So today we have Juanita Smith, a clinical hypnotherapist. Let's see what she has to say. Hello, how are you doing today? Hi, Jimbo. I'm really well, thank you. How are you? Good, good. So let's get yeah. started. So can you give me sort of a brief summary of who you are, what you're about, and what your message is, and perhaps how you got into being a hypnotherapist to begin with? Yeah, sure, sure. So, um, so yes, so obviously I'm a, a hypnotherapist, and I'm in Sydney. I have two clinics here in Sydney, uh, two very busy clinics, and I also teach and mentor hypnotherapists to do what I do. And people come to me for anything, uh, for anything they want to change in their life. But definitely my niche is trauma and addiction. So that just came about, that just kind of happened really because I just started to see a lot of people um, for all sorts of unwanted habits like cigarettes and drugs and alcohol and gambling and even nail-biting anything. And obviously sometimes when you're working with those things, you have to work with the deeper trauma. So that's where it, it sort of became my niche, the trauma and the addiction. So much so I work with so many people and I teach now teach my five-step system to hypnotherapists. And I also wrote a book about it as well. Is it a habit or an addiction? Yeah. Yeah, so that that's me. That's what I do. All right, that's great. So you're an author as well. So can we get into a bit about... What actually is hypnotherapy? I don't know what hypnotherapy is. Can you kind of? Uh, you, uh, you have, have, okay, sure. Yeah, a lot of. Can to you explain be honest, what that is to me? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Could you possibly explain that a bit? Yeah, absolutely. And and a lot of people are the same. It's amazing how um how little people know about hypnosis and hypnotherapy, and it is actually an ancient modality that's been around for thousands and thousands of years. Uh, so you know. Thousands of years ago, uh, you know, there's, there's records of hypnosis, uh, you know, in, the, in ancient Greece and ancient Egypt and ancient India. And, um, you know, in, you know, in um, Greece, they used to take their sick, uh, these called sleep temples, and they would have them and they'd be in a half awake, half sleep state. And they would just uh, whisper suggestions to them, which is basically they were just giving them hypnosis to make them well again or whatever was going on with them, whatever they needed. <laughs> maybe it was not physical health, maybe it was mental health. And um, so um, hypnosis accesses the powerful processes of the unconscious mind to f- facilitate change and healing. So most people that have things that they want to change in their life that they're not happy with. Uh, you know, I don't, I haven't met anyone yet who hasn't got something that they want to change in their life. So whether it's unwanted habits or they have goals, they have aspirations, What's going on with people is that everything that's going on with them is part of their unconscious programming. And hypnosis is so powerful because we work directly with that unconscious programming. And that's why people get such a fast and awesome result working with me because rather than just trying to work with the very small conscious mind, which is about 5% of your mind, you're working directly with the unconscious, which is 95% of your mind and thousands and thousands of times more powerful. So people come to me for all sorts of things. You know, I'll, I'll get someone coming to me who's been trying to quit smoking for sometimes decades. They hate it. They don't want to smoke. They're smoking 40 a day. They've tried cold turkey. They've tried medication. They've tried patch. They've tried everything. And even though they hate it and they don't want to do it, 
and it's destroying their health. Maybe they've got emphysema, maybe they've got cancer. They can't stop because it's out of their conscious control. It's an unconscious behaviour. And so literally in one session with me, we can just work, we can break that unconscious habit and they walk out a non-smoker and that has a 97% success rate. So I've worked with thousands of smokers and it would be very unusual for someone to come to me and and not quit. So that's one example. But, you know, when people come to me for anything like weight loss or anxiety or depression or childhood trauma or lack of confidence or phobias, whatever they're coming to me for, we can really make very effective changes in the short term very quickly for a long-term result because we work directly with the unconscious. Now, that's really interesting concerning how hypnotism can be used to deal with things such as smoking and even the Greeks used to do this in order to help people as well. Yeah. I'm thinking, though, how does this all work, though? What is the underlying system of how this works? Is this more placebo? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah, I've worked with literally thousands of clients, and it's definitely not a placebo effect. There's a lot of scientific uh, there's a lot of, uh, you know, um, scientific research done and proof and studies to show that it's it's very, very real because, um, you know, where you're, where is your mind? So most people know they've got, a, like if you ask someone, have you got a mind? They'll say, well, yes. And then you ask people, well, where is your mind? And most people don't really know. They, they will point at their head. But your mind is in every cell of your body. Your 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 mind and the mind and body connection is very 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 powerful. And so I'm, I'm not actually sure I'm going with that to be honest. But a lot of people that come to me, most people that come to me, are very very skeptical. And they've literally they've tried everything to try and change what's going on with them. Often they've tried years and years and years of therapy, and they're very skeptical. They're not coming in thinking, okay, this is really going to work for me. They're very uncertain because they've got the fear of failure and because they've tried so many things in the past that haven't worked. So they're always very pleasantly surprised that they get a result very, very quickly. Yeah. So it's it's just very, I mean, it's really hard to explain besides what I've just said, like the fact that basically 95% of our mind is unconscious. So when people are born, they've got, you know, they've got no, they come with a clean slate. And from the moment they're born, they're downloading the world around them. And children are actually in hypnosis from the ages zero to seven. And they're in, they're in a constant state of hypnosis, okay? And they're downloading, it's called the imprint years. So they're downloading the world around them in those first seven years. So, you know, the way their mother treats them, the, the school they went to, the way their siblings put them, the TV they watched, it makes up their programming. So if a child is in a very positive environment, that's going to be very beneficial to them as they grow older, because that programming becomes their personality. So when someone, you know, we have, however people's morals, values, perspective of things, uh, how they react to things, their, their beliefs, everything, it all comes from their programming. And their programming comes from past memories and experiences and everything they've learned. And that's all stored in the unconscious mind. And once things are stored in the unconscious mind, it's very, very hard for those things to shift. And so every day you are downloading and into your unconscious mind anyway and and so if you think about you know over your life everything you've learned okay so you learned how to walk 
and it was very difficult to start with and you practiced and practiced and practiced and it became easier and easier and then you were doing it automatically and then you learned to tie your shoelaces and it was very difficult to start with and you practiced and practiced and now you can do it on autopilot and it's the same when you learned to ride a bike and when you learned to drive a car you practiced and learned all these things consciously and they become automatic in your unconscious mind your body remembers them so you can be driving a car, you can have an engrossed conversation with someone in the passenger seat next to you, and the car doesn't stop. You're not having to sort of manually, consciously remember how to do it and make sure you're doing it. You just drive on autopilot. Your body knows how to drive it. It's just like if you go to the ATM to get money out, you might not remember your PIN number. You're like, I can't remember it to tell someone. But you go and your body remembers it because your unconscious mind is in your body. It's that mind. Um, I'll probably talk a lot more about the mind-body connection over this um, chat. So, so our unconscious mind is all past memories, all past experiences, um, every happy moment, every sad moment. It's everything we've learned, everything we've practiced. So when you practice and learn things and you do them over and over and over, they become very habitual and they come automatic. And they're very and once things are stored in the unconscious mind, it's it's very rigid and it's very very hard to shift. So when people have these unwanted habits like smoking or nail biting or eating chocolate every day and they can't stop or whatever it is, it's very difficult to change that because it was deeply ingrained in their unconscious. It's just like if I work with a lot of people to lose weight, which is basically they just have to change their eating habits. And most people that come to me to lose weight have tried many, many, many different um, programs um, in the past to try and lose weight. And sometimes they get a little weight and then they – then they lose a bit of weight. They might even get to their goal. But what happens as soon as they do that, they go back to their old eating habits and they pull all the weight back on. And so they're very frustrated. It's actually a very small percentage of people that actually change their eating habits for good and have that new body shape. Most people just tend to spend their whole life going around in circles because the patterning for what they eat is so deeply ingrained from over their whole life so hypnosis is very good for that because we instead of just trying to get someone to do something consciously so just some um just to consciously go okay i'm not going to eat chocolate anymore i'm not going to eat chocolate anymore they can't compete with that unconscious programming which is 95 percent of their mind and going what are you doing you need to eat chocolate and so they just it's kind of willpower and it's very hard and they just sort of give up, they give in, and they go and eat the chocolate. And they have this battle all the time. So you're having a battle between your conscious and unconscious. But where hypnotherapy is great is anything that's out of alignment between your conscious and unconscious, it can make those changes on an unconscious level so that it's in alignment. And so if someone comes to me and they've battled to overcome chocolate for the last 20 years, we can literally change that um, hardwired program in their unconscious so that they no longer want chocolate. It's just not even on it's it's not even on their radar. They're just not thinking about it. They might see them, they go, I'll oh, have a little bit, but they're like, Yeah, that was nice, but you know, it's it just doesn't mean anything anymore because we've changed that patting on an unconscious level. So I hope that all makes sense. It's such a big thing to try and explain that it kind of you can go off in so many different directions and use so many different examples. I understand it a lot better now because hypnotism, from what I'm getting is something that mainly is focused on impacting the subconscious mind, which is about 95% of us. And how has hypnotism personally impacted you? Because you've talked a lot about it impacting other people. Sure. Yeah, so 
Um, well, I um, have definitely um, had a great transformation in my life uh, from using different modalities to work on myself and, and progress in my life. And hypnotherapy definitely was a standout to help that transformation by far, which is probably why I chose that as a modality to serve people. And so with my background, I actually grew up uh, surrounded by trauma and addiction. So my um, mother, she was a victim of the New Zealand social welfare system and in the, in the 1940s and the 1950s, and she was mentally, physically and sexually abused, her and her two sisters, and they were in foster care from a very young age. And so by the time I came along, my mother was in the throes of a mental breakdown. She was not stable. And um, she was in her 30s by the time I came along, but in her late teens, early 20s, she'd had shock treatment, and that absolutely destroyed her. She really was never the same. And so I was very, as a result of that, I was very neglected as a newborn baby. Not only had she smoked about 40 cigarettes a day when she was pregnant with me and drank copious amounts of coffee, where I couldn't even sleep. That was her coping mechanism. That that sort of habit addiction is just self-medicating. It's just like a soothing thing people do because they need to meet an unwanted need. And that's what my mother was doing, just trying to trying to cope with her addiction um, with life um, and relying on um, things that became very addictive to her, coffee and cigarettes and also prescription medication. So through the neglect of her not really being with it and being passed out on um, prescription medication, I actually became very sick and she wasn't aware of it. So I actually lost all my hearing in one ear and partial hearing in the other ear. And I was taken, my brother and I were taken off our mother when I was two and we were put in a home and then we were separated. And I did actually end up living with different family members while I was growing up, um, surrounded by all this addiction and trauma. Everyone was very, very traumatised and addicted to something. And so that's generational trauma going from generation to generation. I could have easily gone down that path. Um, I was at a crossroads in my early 20s and I could have gone down the path of that addiction and stayed with my trauma. Or, um, But what I chose was another path. I chose the path of breaking free, personal development, growing as a person, spiritual growth and I broke away from that so when I work with and part of doing that's always been working myself obviously hypnotherapy was a very effective way to do that because it really is a shortcut to change four sessions of hypnotherapy is equivalent to 400 sessions with a counsellor basically and so that that was what drew me to it because I found it so powerful and, and so when I work with my clients now, I come from this place of understanding and compassion because I really understand where they're coming from and with some of the, you know, some, you know, horrendous things that my clients have been through. And, and that's just from my own experiences. Well, that was a very, that, that was a very tough story. You know, you've definitely been through a lot of different things. It seems from a lot of this, you know, hypnotism really has had a certain impact on you per se. But how did you know that was the best solution for you in the sense? Because I tried many different modalities. Yeah, so, but I mean, look, I mean, the, the thing is, I have very, two very busy clinics in Sydney, and I also teach a lot of uh, hypnotherapists to do what I do. And it's, look, it's very, it would be very unusual for someone to come to me and not get a result. It's highly, highly effective. So I'll get someone coming to me who's suffered from anxiety for, say, they're, you know, decades, maybe 30 years, and they've tried everything they can, they've 
tried, they've tried so many things over the last decade and all they've managed to come up with is managing their anxiety and taking a medication to numb, put a Band-Aid over it. So a lot of people coming to me really think that they can't overcome and eliminate the anxiety. They think they've just got to manage it and live with it. And that's not true. And so by the time people see me for the fourth session, they're usually saying, oh, my gosh, the anxiety's gone. I can't believe it. It's just gone because it was just a program in the unconscious and we've actually eliminated it. And so what anxiety and panic attacks simply are is a lot of suppressed fear that's been suppressed and suppressed and suppressed through past memories and experiences. When someone is suffering from panic attacks, which I don't know if you're very familiar with panic attacks, Jimbo, but it's very, what's the word? It's very debilitating was the word I was trying to think of Um, because you're going to get, you can get a panic attack anywhere and it's completely out of your control. So remember anything in your unconscious is out of your control. Consciously, you know you're safe. Consciously, you don't want to have a panic attack. But you have got no control over it. You just, you know, your heart's racing, your palms are sweating, you're hyperventilating, and you've got no control over that. Why is that happening? Well, first, one thing is that your unconscious mind thinks you're in danger, so it's trying to warn you you're in danger and it wants to keep you safe and look after you because that's the prime directive of the unconscious, that it's a shift survival mechanism. Um, And it's also um, anxiety itself and panic attacks. There's a lot of suppressed also a lot of suppressed fear as well. So it's a little bit like, you know, having a fire alarm and every time you make toast, the fire alarm goes off. So you're panicking and getting anxious that the panic attacks are going off inappropriately. Um, anxiety can be a good thing used appropriately because it is, um, it puts, um, you know, having a bit of fear and anxiety and getting the adrenaline running is putting you in survival mode when needed, okay? So that comes from our caveman brain to look after ourselves and protect ourselves. You could be walking down a, a dark alley and hear footsteps behind you. And, of course, you want to be feeling a bit of anxiety and, and you know, um, be on alert to protect yourself and look after yourself. But if it's going off inappropriately for no reason, that that's when it becomes a disorder and it's an issue. And, and, and it's very, very prevalent. Um, you know, many, many people suffer, suffer from varying degrees of anxiety right up to the extreme panic attacks. And it's extremely debilitating for their life. And um, they, you know, it impacts their confidence and um, it impacts their, their sleep, um, their motivation, their productivity, their happiness, their peace. It, it impacts everything. And so it's very prevalent, but hypnosis actually can release that where you can change and it's and you're feeling it and you know I said before about the body mind connection you when you're anxious it's not just thoughts it comes from your thoughts of course but it's actually felt through your body so when what you know what are some of the physical symptoms when you're anxious there's many physical symptoms when you're anxious so the, once again that mind body connection okay um so hypnosis changes the body's response to that situation and so, and so what people find is after they work with me, we, re- we release that fear, we release the anxiety. Sometimes there's a birthplace root cause issue that we need to work on because it came from somewhere. And we change that reaction to different situations so that people just find, oh, I, I used to be very anxious when I did this, but now I'm just feeling calm. Or in some cases, anxiety comes in, 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 in varying ways. Or some people have, bear, you know, constant underlying anxiety and it just 
dissipates. So rather than being on high alert all the time. Um, so people with anxiety, they're either situational high alert or just constant high alert. So all their energy is going into this um, and into this fear mode and their body's just in constant fear. So um, hypnotherapy is very healing. People, I work with tons of people for anxiety and they notice, start to notice a shift after one session. They very rarely need more than four sessions. So you bring about a lot of interesting points here. And I have a multitude of questions coming up. So I was thinking, first of all, if anxiety is something that comes about from a certain choice you make, is basically anxiety linked to something like a phobia? And then another question I have is how long does hypnotism actually take? And then the third one is do all types of hypnotism get performed the same way? Do you just perform the same action with them or do different people acquire different things? So which of these three questions do you want to hit first? Okay. I think I want to go with the phobias first. I think that would okay, be the easiest sure. one since it's yeah. the closest to what you were just talking about. Sure. So, so phobia is a fear. So the root of anxiety, panic attacks and phobias is all the same. It's the base emotion is fear. Okay, so with a phobia, it's that people have a fear to a particular thing. They might be all right every, in every other aspect of their life, but they've got a fear to something in particular, like public speaking or going on a plane or whatever it is. And so they might not suffer from anxiety besides that. There might be no other anxiety there. It's just this phobia. And, and it usually comes from some past traumatic experience associated with that. So, for example, I had a client and he came to me and he had a phobia of rats. And so we were able to establish that he, he had three memories where he felt very traumatised from an interaction with a rat. One was he lived in a, in, in, he was grew up in Eastern Europe on a farm and when he was a boy, another boy dangled this big dead rat in his face. They're mass, massive rats and he dangled one in his face. So, and that freaked him out. And so his unconscious mind thought, okay, you're in danger with this thing here. So, and the other experience was when one of the rats on the farm went up his trouser leg and he had to push it down with a stick. And so then the third experience was working here in Sydney and painting and where he was painting at nighttime, it was teeming with rats. And so, so every time his unconscious mind, when he's around a rat, his unconscious mind's like, okay, you're in danger because that's what he's programmed on an unconscious level. So it was just a matter of one session with him going back to those past memories and changing the reaction to them through hypnosis. And so then after the session, he was fine. He had a new he had a new association to rats. He no longer had that fear. Very good. So you kind of hit the anxiety and phobia question and a little bit of the how you handle it. But I'm also wondering... How long do most of these patients take to kind of change the subconscious mind? Because how I see it with a lot of people without hypnotism, you know, it is possible, but it will take longer. But again, I'm not the hypnotist here. How quickly do you think hypnotism can work? Do you think hypnotism in general kind of works the fastest when it comes to altering the subconscious mind? What do you think? Sure. I, I think it definitely, it, it, it does vary depending 
a hypnotherapist and how they've been trained and the techniques they use and the approach they use. There are some hypnotherapists out there who have a more generic approach. So I do sometimes get people coming to me, say, for example, let's talk about quit smoking, where they didn't really get the result with another hypnotherapist or they had to go for six sessions and they didn't really get a result. Or if you do a group session, once again, it's going to be very general. But my approach is, you know, I specifically tailor to the individual. We use very cutting edge and powerful techniques and plus it's very tailored to the individual. So so if someone comes to me for quit smoking, it's usually one session. And once in a while I might get someone who needs a second session, but usually one. And so that was that's just because of the approach and the techniques and you know how, how it's been put together. And it's been tried and tested and formulated over ten years now. Um our smoking treatment, and it's a 97% success rate as well. It's really good. So if someone – so, yeah, so I think it depends on the, the the tools and the techniques and the processes that a therapist will use and as in how long they it takes to get to, to the end result. And obviously one-on-one is going to be a lot more powerful and effective than a group session because a group session you have to generalise it. So if people come to me for – it, it just depends. People don't need tons of sessions. Most people that come to me go on my full session transformation program. And so we, we basically, you know, they're coming to me because they're a bit anxious or they're a bit depressed or they've got no confidence or they've had these past events happen that's really impacted them or, or they're feeling a bit flat or they're feeling motivated. And so I call it the transformation program and we peel away the layers. It's like peeling away the layers of an onion. Sometimes we have to address past trauma some past trauma that's really impacted them and heal it. So it's very healing as well. Um, But usually people need four sessions. Sometimes someone might need less than four sessions. Sometimes people will need more than four sessions. But that's a ballpark um, figure. You don't need tons and tons and tons of sessions for a change. Let's kind of get more into your book now, you know. What is that specifically (laughs) tailored to? Who who is that tailored to really? It's It's for therapists. So, in fact, a lot of hypnotherapists don't actually know how to do quit smoking. They've never been trained in it. It's not their niche. It's not their speciality area. I'm a specialist quit smoking hypnotherapist. And so, but but hypnotherapists are going to get asked all the time, can you help me with smoking? And and some of them have got a good um, treatment and some of them don't do it because they're not sure how to do it. So this book was uh, for uh, hypnotherapists um, who want to be able to work with clients to quit smoking and to quit other unwanted habits and addictions. And it lays out my five-step system. And it's also for people who are struggling with addiction. So just the five step, just, you know, just sort of like them to understand what's going on. Because when people come and see me, they have no idea why they just can't quit smoking or why they can't stop gambling or whatever it is. They just really are at a loss of why it's such a huge issue for them. And they're so surprised that they can overcome that so quickly with this treatment, with the treatments that I offer. So that that's for so that's for people looking for a solution and therapists looking for better results with their clients. That is quite unique. I've never really heard of a book that was designed for the person who wrote the book, people like them, and also mm-hmm. for people looking for service as well. That's quite interesting. Not only that, it's got my personal story. So it's also got my personal memoir of, um, of, of my story and why I'm doing what I'm doing today. 
a little bit of my mother's story and my auntie's um, story. And so it's quite it's quite an interesting read. And yeah, it's got lots of little exciting um, case, like case studies. And also I've interviewed lots of experts. So, you know, interviewing lots of experts in their field on how they approach and deal with treatment. When you do that, you become the expert of interviewing the experts. <laughs> and speaking of these hypnosis books, I've seen a few and they tend to advocate things such as self-hypnosis. And I know all hypnotists here are different. How do you feel about self-hypnosis do you think it's better or do you think what do you think personally I think self-hypnosis is great I actually run monthly webinars and I teach people how to do self-hypnosis and I think it's um, fantastic I mean hypnosis is just like meditation so going into so hypnosis is just a natural state it's just a natural trance state that you go into all the time so you go into that um, that trance state when you're meditating, when you're daydreaming, when you're driving, you're in a driving trance, when you're engrossed in a good movie, when you're engrossed in a good book. You've got the different, I don't know if you're familiar with the different um, states, the different brainwave states. Um, you've got uh, beta and then alpha and then theta and delta. So when you're wide awake and alert and focused and on task, you're in beta and when you're asleep, you're on delta. And in between, you're in um, alpha, alpha and theta. And so if you were in, if you were wide awake and in beta all day, you'd have a heart attack. So you go in and out of trance throughout the day. And as I said before, like a child is actually just in a state of hypnosis. They're actually in an alpha state until the age of seven. So that's why everything is wide open and everything they say is just everything around the whole world around them is just really imprinted into their unconscious. So, so it's just, um, so it's just a very natural state that you go into all the time. And so you could call, you could call hypnotherapy hypnosis. You could call it guided visualization or you could use another word for it. And so. Um, so if someone does hypnosis, self-hypnosis, they're basically just putting themselves into meditation, but they're also putting suggestions in. Either they could record themselves and listen to a recording or they could just um, have a little a process in their mind of um, of doing a little self-hypnosis, like, um, you know, and I lay out the steps for that in my webinar, but just um, putting in those suggestions um, of being positive and in the present and using visualisation as well, which is very, very important because visualisation is very effective to, uh, it is actually scientifically proven, very effective to manifest what you want to manifest in your life if it's done properly. And so, yeah, so I, I teach that and I think it's very beneficial. So if someone's already got a meditation practice and they add in suggestions and visualise what they want while feeling it as well, um, that's going to be just an extra bonus with that. But I think when you come, when you go and see a hypnotherapist, it does take it to a different level. Self-hypnosis is more like a practice, just like meditation. It's something you want to practice and you'll get the change over time. Well, if someone comes to me, we can really, with the tools and the techniques and everything I'm doing and putting all together, which really you need that experience and that training to do that, it just, it's 10,000 times more powerful. So so self-hypnosis is more like, it's a very convenient form of guided meditation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a little bit different in the fact that when I teach someone to do hypnosis, I, either they can do the recording or they can uh, just um, lay it out in their mind, have a plan and lay it out in their mind. They want an intention first. So you set an intention, just one thing at a time, like maybe it's to lose weight. And 
then the proper way to do the self-hypnosis is to do the steps. So, you you know, you get yourself you, and you do an induction. So an induction is to relax, you know, let go of any thoughts. What you do in meditation, really, just have that induction, have that physical body relaxation, et cetera, et cetera. And, and then you do the deepener. So, you know, either um, you can, you know, you can count down. Sometimes people go down steps or they might go down a lift or they might just float down. And that just takes you deeper into trance. Or you can go up, you can ascend deeper if you want to, go up the stairs to go deeper, believe it or not. And and then you do your, your suggestions and your visualisation and then you can do your reorientation and count back to where you started to come back to the present moment. So it's a little bit of a as, as a layout, but it's it's pretty much, you know, when people come to me, they're like, I've never been hypnotised, what's it like? And I say, have you tried meditation? They're like, yeah, and I'm like, it'll just be the same as that. And... What type of advice would you give to someone else that would like to go down the hypno hypnotheric route? Yeah, um, so look, it's a very look, when I train our students to become hypnotherapists, it's actually the most lucrative natural therapy industry out there. Some hypnotherapists make more than doctors, and it's sought after. So if I look at my students that just trained with me this year, they are booming. I've got um I've got one graduate and she trained with me in March and and it's a it's an apprenticeship as well so you know you do your training but then the learning starts when you're in practice as well and but with with the it's too much to get into today but with our process and our techniques and our tools and and everything we lay out at the academy that I train at people can really learn very quickly and have that support and have everything they need so they can actually just start working with clients with mentoring and support as well, of course. But, you know, one student I'm, I can think of in March, she's she just told me um, a couple of weeks ago that she's already worked with 150 students. She's had to cut back on her day job because she was, you know, um, you know, she st- was still working full time when she started. Now she's she's probably going to be finished with her job very soon. And she's making more money during her hypnotherapy practice than she is in her full time job as well. And so that that's a normal story. Like all my graduates are, you know, busy booking in clients, calling me all the time for mentoring. And it, because it's really, really sought after. I've got um, some some of our graduates just decide they just want to be quit smoking specialists. And so they set them up and because of our treatment, they get known as the top hypnotherapist in the area. And then some people have already had modalities in the natural therapy industry, but once they've added hypnotherapy um, to their talk and, and promoted themselves as a hypnotherapist, the phone starts to ring because people are looking for what we offer. So if there's a lot of benefits, it's, it's, it's very lucrative and there's no, you know, it's, there's no, if you're going to run a business, if you're struggling financially in your business, it's really not going to work. So as a therapist, you make a very good income. So financially successful, you get to choose your own hours as well. You get to choose how many clients you want to work with and your clients are going to get results very, very quickly. And so then your business grows exponentially because they get good results. So that's that's what happened with me. I grew so quickly with my business, all my business is referral. And so I'll get people, I'll get a few people calling a day because so-and-so saw me three years ago for smoking and they want to book in with me. And so I don't have to advertise or promote my clinics. It's just all word of mouth. And I also get a lot of um, doctors, heart specialists, counsellors, psychologists and other medical practitioners 
actually uh, refer their um, their clients and their patients to me as well because they've had other patients or clients uh, get great results with me. So, so it really is win win win, and it, it you know it's it's really has a ripple effect more than I probably can ever imagine. Because it's when for me, I'm doing something with people that's highly effective and they get the results and that's really exciting. I wouldn't be in this if people were calling me and saying, oh, I, I didn't get a result. I'd be so downtrodden. I probably wouldn't want to do it anymore. I think this doesn't work. But it's it's very unusual for someone to come to me and not get a result. So it's when we win for me. It's, it's a wonderful business where I can choose my hours, have that life, that life work balance. And a great, and you know, a lot of financial success as well. And it's win-win-win for my clients because they're getting these amazing life-changing benefits and transformations in their lives. And it impacts everyone around them. It impacts their family, their friends, uh, their 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 work colleagues, everything. So it really has this uh, ripple effect um, going out. So it's it's very rewarding. Interested in the business side of things now. So how did you convert your hypnotism skills into something that can then be a profitable service because you say you know it's very lucrative yes how does one make it lucrative look um, look i my niche so any business any business owner listening to this if you want to build your business you want to go deep and narrow and so that's what i did when i first started um i just promoted quit smoking i didn't promote the weight loss program I do or the virtual gastric band program I do or the panic attack program I do. I didn't promote any of that. I just advertised quit smoking. And so instead of going wide in general, I was sending a message out that people were looking for. So smokers are looking for a solution. They are desperate. They've been trying to quit for years. Nothing works. They're spending $200 a week. They're losing their health. Their family hates it. It's causing so much, so many problems in their life. They feel sick, all that sort of stuff. And so when they're getting a message um, that's being promoted saying two-hour session, lifetime guarantee, 97% success rate, then they're like, what? what? Oh, my God, this could be a great solution for me. And so it didn't take long um, to build my um, practice. That's why I've got two practices. I actually had three at one point because I was so busy. I actually even hired hypnotherapists to work for me um, and taught them my treatment because I was just getting too many bookings. And so I've scaled back now because I do a lot of training and mentoring now. And but, and so, you know, people would quit with me. They're like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. I walked out. I don't, I, I don't want a cigarette. That's like magic to them. They think you're God. And that was the way it was from the word go because I was taught this treatment by my mentor. I didn't create this actual hypnotherapy treatment for quit smoking. It was taught to me by my mentor. So everything I've learned is from my mentor and now I pass it on to my my students. And so so that just, it just, it went, um, so I advertised and promoted the quit smoking for a while there and it just grew so exponentially. And now that's the foundation to my business. And, you know, quit smoking client, they're spending $10,000 a year on smoking. Their treatment with me for two hours costs $600. So for a therapist or for myself starting a practice, not only am I helping them save thousands of dollars, but I'm making a good income too. If I see four a day, that's $2,500 in one day. So so that's, so it's beneficial for someone looking to do something for themselves that really works, that helps people, that helps themselves financially, lifestyle great career and so when people call now most of the time I can usually I can track them back to someone that I saw years ago for quit smoking what were some of the challenges and obstacles 
in a sense, from building, you know, your business per se. And what are some of these things that you've learned that you now teach to maybe your students? Because sure. the first thing that yeah. comes to thought for me is there's definitely a few common misconceptions with hypnotism. You know, when you That's picture funny. hypnotism, <laughs> you, you picture a guy with a lab coat shaking, you know, this <laughs> little pocket watch in front of your face. Yes. Now, that was a real thing 50 years ago. So that's how they used to do the induction. I've never tried it myself, actually, but I have. And now we don't do that. We just talk to the person for that induction. To It's just to relax them. So you could do that if you wanted, and it would put them into trance. But now I just talk to them just um, through the – so my only tool I have is my voice. So, yeah, there are other misconceptions, though, like um, people think – a lot of people that come to me – it's amazing how many people say to me, are you going to get me to cluck like a chicken? I even had someone say that to me yesterday. I get at least one person a week saying, are you going to get me to cluck like a chicken? And so I just normally reply, well, no, and I'm not going to steal your kidney either. But you can laugh if you like. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, so a lot of people are worried that I'm going to control their mind or I'm going to tell them what to do. But it's nothing like that at all. I'm just the coach. It's all self-hypnosis. And no one can be made to do something they don't want to do. So that's why when I see people, it's highly effective because no one's going to waste the time and money to come to me if they don't want the change. So people that come to me are already motivated. They're motivated enough to spend the money, and it's very good money, and they're motivated to spend their time, which is very valuable. So so that's why it's highly effective. Now, really, it's it's been very little in the way of challenges, to be honest. It really has. Occasionally, I might get someone who gets a bit stuck and is not getting results. And so luckily for me, because I worked with so many clients, I literally for years worked with, you know, client after client from first thing in the morning to last thing at night, like five days a week. That's going to give you a lot of experience in a very short time. And I had an, I had a, a mentor, right, you know, who had my back the whole time, who also I could turn to every second, um, which very, really, really helped. But when you work with that amount of people, you really get the experience and you know how to deal with any situation and how to troubleshoot. And so it, to be honest, it's, it was very, very rare that you do need to um, troubleshoot. But when I do, it, what it, what that means is that someone's not getting the result. Maybe they've come to me and they're just not quitting smoking or maybe they're coming to me and we've worked in anxiety and they're still anxious. So what's going on is there's a part of them in their unconscious mind that doesn't want the change. There's a part of them in their unconscious mind that's getting some secondary gain out of staying that way. And so a skilled hypnotherapist will know how to work around that and and how to overcome that so there's no resistance there. And so I guess that's probably the biggest challenge is you know, when I was new and I had clients and things weren't going right, I'd be like, oh, my God, what do I do now? What do I do now? But my mentor was right there. And then going through that experience uh, and then getting the results in the end, is it just makes you just much better at what you're doing, a lot more skilled. And what would you consider your ideal client? If someone were to come to you and ask you for some type of service, what's the type of client you would say yes to and what's the type of client you'd be like, no, you're not the right fit. Go to a different hypnotist. Someone who doesn't want the change in their life. So if someone, and so it, it would really be, that's really not going to happen unless maybe they've got a spouse or a, or a parent or a child who's booking for them. 
because the parent or the child or the spouse wants them to change. And so it's just really a matter of just saying on that phone call to that person, look, they have to want the change because if they don't want the change, it's not going to work. Because remember, it's not mind control. No one can make you do something that you don't want to do. So um, it's very, very important that person wants the change. And as long as they want the change, it's going to work. So if someone said to me, I come here for smoking, but I don't really want to quit smoking, my wife told me I should come. I say, look, I can't help you. You have to want the change. You're just wasting your time. But to be honest, I really haven't had that experience. The most I've had is really just someone ringing up on behalf of someone else. And um, I, th- I think I'm maybe twice I can remember two two situations where we did do the quit smoking and it didn't work. And then I discovered, but they hadn't told me because they'd said, yes, I want to quit. And they've said, well, I didn't really want to do it anyway. I just did it because of this. Or they just, yeah, but that, that's, I think that's happened two, twice in the last five years. So, yeah, but, my, you know, it's really a non-issue because people are just not going to waste their time and money um, if they don't really want the change in their life. If someone, if someone had real issues, maybe they were very, um, very, very aggressive or a bit scary, I would turn them away. But I haven't really had that happen either. How has your business changed since COVID has happened? Are you able to do virtual hypnotisms an hour? Do you think, or do you think now that you know COVID is kind of going down a bit, you're happier now that there's more people coming in to see you? If if that's the case. Yeah, I mean, it, it did get a little bit quieter um, in Sydney um, because we've been in this great Sydney lockdown since June. So it definitely got a bit quieter in my clinics. Um, but it was um, I was actually very busy with students. So it was it was a nice, nice to have a little bit of a change there, like, you know, less time in the clinic, more time with students. So it's it's picked up in the last week it's picked up again like I'm I'm pretty much fully booked now for the next couple of weeks and I um, I've always worked online so I've worked online way before COVID because I've got an international business and it's no difference whether someone comes and sees me face to face or they see me online the only tool I have for for, uh, for the treatment is my voice so as long as they've got good headphones and we can see each other and they can hear me clearly it's just as good online as coming in. In fact, there's probably a lot of benefits of being online because you're in the comfort of your own home, you're wearing headphones, so my voice is going into your ears. So um, I'm I'm considered an essential um, service though. So I have been open um, throughout the lockdown and I have seen people face-to-face because it's an essential service uh, uh, for mental health. And do you also play the role as a motivational coach in a sense? Do you think you may have to incorporate some more personal advice or some more non-hypnotic suggestions, if you will, maybe guiding them in the right direction. Yeah. Because, you know, maybe with smokers, again, this is your expertise, but maybe a smoker may want to switch with an electric cigarette or maybe use the patches sometimes. And you may have to give them some sort of philosophy it's non-hypnotic to kind of suggest them not to do that, sort of like what a coach would do. What do you have to say about that? That's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. So definitely, um, I'm definitely also a, a life coach and a counsellor because, yeah, you're, you know, you're building that relationship with that person and I'm and I'm working with that person with what they need. So absolutely a lot of that stuff goes into it. 
So they can't actually have, look, they can't have an e-cigarette or a patch anyway, and there's no need for them to have it because they walk out and they've got no cravings. So it's it's really a non-issue. But absolutely, I I, I am in that instant. But absolutely, um, I am prepping them um, for post-session on what they need to do to support themselves moving forward uh, for for anyone that comes to me for whatever reason, whether whether they're coming to me for um to change their diet or whether they're coming to me for anxiety, so yeah, yeah, I, I do a lot of that uh, non hypnotic um uh, uh coaching, but is it non hypnotic or is it still hypnotic? I think it's still hypnotic anyway. So as soon as they walk in the room, I think they're in hypnosis. Yeah, so you're using like hypnotic strategies to work with them from the minute they come into the office before you put them into trance, right to the minute they leave. And another question I have is, has hypnotism ever helped you outside of hypnotism at all? Because you sort of mentioned there, you're always doing hypnotism. So even when you're working with someone with, like me right now, are you are you doing that too? Or <laughs> no. Uh, no, no, I'm not. Um, has it helped me out? Yeah, I mean, yeah, ab- absolutely it has helped me out because, you know, yeah, I mean, it, it really, you know, you get a lot of benefit out of, you know, working with people constantly in trance. I mean, obviously I'm always learning so much myself. Um, it, it's 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 constant learning. It's a, it's a really exciting industry to get into, actually, because there's always so much to learn and there's so many different techniques and there's so many different aspects of it. I mean, I do what I do, but I haven't, I don't, I haven't yet trained to do past life regression hypnosis and that's something I'd really love to do. I don't know how to do uh, hypnobirthing, which I'd really love to learn, and I'm not a specialist in pain hypnosis. Um, I can do a little bit of pain stuff. I dabble in it, but it's not really my speciality area. So there's always so much. I'm constantly learning, and you learn you learn from your clients as well. So then you're just growing that wisdom all the time, and uh, and and that benefits all areas of your life. That benefits your relationships, your children. I've got two children, sixteen and thirteen. Me doing this work has been very helpful in how I'm, um, you know, um, my skills as a mother and how I'm raising my children. So. Yeah, so it's amazing, really. Does that answer your question? What do you think is the more spiritual take on hypnotism, though? How how do you sort of take hypnotism on a more spiritual kind of soulful level, if you will? Yeah, well, I think a lot of the work I do with clients, they will often comment that's very a very spiritual approach. So, you know, I'm working with people for many different types of things. And the mind-body-spirit connection, if you will. So, you know, sometimes people are holding on to other people's toxicity, for example. You know, I work with people to take back their soul fragments and give back other soul fragments. So there's definitely a spiritual element when I'm working with people. And people have sometimes when I'm um, when people are in France with me, they have a very spiritual experience as well. So people um, people comment on all sorts of different experiences. So often people will have a session with me and it went for an hour and they'll think it went for five minutes, but they remembered every word. So they lose sense of space and time. That's a sign of hypnosis. Um, but then they'll just say, like, these incredible experiences that happened during that. They were listening to me, but, you know, things happen, like the lights flashing in their eyes and, and the colours and, and all of this. So... 
So definitely, um, it is it is very spiritual, a very spiritual experience. I'm not sure if every hypnotherapist has that approach. I don't think so, but with the work I do, yes. And what's the future of what you're doing now? Are you planning on maybe writing more books? When you're planning on specializing in more things, what what specifically are you planning on specializing in? And maybe finally get into your website, you know, the services that you provide and what you kind of do on your website. So for these last few minutes, let's kind of hit, first of all, let's hit what you're planning on doing in the future, books, specializations, anything. Let's just loop that into one question. Sure, um, Jimbo. So um, if you look at my website, which is activatehypnotherapy.com.au, you'll see that I also have an online course coming out, which is, hasn't hasn't been finished yet, but it's it's basically for therapists that want to uh, learn more skills for quitting smoking and quitting vaping with their clients. So I've got that online course, um, which will be coming, which will be launched um, next year. And I, um, I'm going more, I've got my two clinics, but I'm going more into uh, training and mentoring. So that's sort of, that's my main project at the moment, building up the training and mentoring side of my business to uh, teach clients to become specialists, um, uh, internationally accredited and certified hypnotherapists with a professional body internationally and nationally, and also to become specialist hypnotherapists and quit smoking and other addictions, um, anxiety and panic attacks and desired weight and virtual gastric band. So so I'm going more into that area at the moment, but definitely in the future I would like to get and, um, you know, do more training in different areas such as past life regression and um, more training uh, working with pain management for hip- with hypnosis. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's really exciting. Okay, okay. So when it comes to specific services, though, necessarily, is it more group or is it? one-on-one and what types of services are these necessarily is it only smoking per se or do you offer oh, general... sorry, services okay yeah no so people come to me for all different unwanted addictions and okay. habits so quit um quit smoking um the, the the topics covered in my book are gambling alcohol drugs uh quit uh, smoking and food so i do work with a lot of people for those five um uh habits unwanted habits but that can be anything it can be nail biting or a shopping addiction so any any unwanted habit or addiction but I also worked me for with a lot of people for PTSD anxiety panic attacks phobias um confidence so really anything so people become my clients because they're out of alignment what they what they consciously want is different to their unconscious program so they feel out of alignment. So if they're not feeling good, they're out of alignment. If they're feeling negative emotions, they're out of alignment. Something's not right on an unconscious level. And so when people come to me, they might be feeling a bit anxious. They might be feeling a bit depressed. Whatever it is, we peel away the layers and then they come back. It's a process. And they'll say, oh, I'm feeling a bit happier. I feel a bit lighter. Um, and so we we work, we, we peel away anything negative that they're holding on to. We heal anything that needs to be healed. We let go of anything that needs to be let go of. And we work towards what they want to achieve. And so that's why I call it the transformation program because it's very transformational. And so process. So really any any of those sorts of things um, people come and see me for. 
This was a great talk. And are there any sort of final words, any final takes you would like to give advice? Yeah, yeah. So, look, so just, um, you know, um, just be um, mindful that um, of your thoughts because thoughts become things. And some people think they don't have a great imagination. And what I say to people you know, they might say, oh, I've got no imagination. And I'm like, well, you are so lucky then because if you don't have a great imagination, you'd never be worried. You'd have nothing to worry about. And they're like, oh, no, I worry all the time. And I was like, well, you have. if you can worry, then you've got an amazing imagination. So how about instead of putting your amazing imagination into worrying about what could happen in the future, which is not going to probably not going to happen, into using your great imagination to imagine what could happen that you would like to happen? So just be mindful of your thoughts and what you're using your imagination for. All right. I'm Jimbo Paris. This is the Jimbo Paris Show. Thank you again, Juanita. Great you're welcome. Talk. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Jimbo. Thank you for listening to the Jimbo Paris Show.